Hey, 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 it's your girl Jenny Steele. Welcome to another episode of the Teen Inspiration Lounge. This week we are staying with solutions in education, young women in leadership, autism, ADHD and dyslexia. Today's guest is 17-year-old Sienna Castellon. She's an author of the Spectrum Girls Survival Guide, which is currently a bestseller on Amazon. So today we're talking to Sienna, is it Castellon? Castellan, yes. Ah, lovely. So today we're talking to Sienna Castellan. We're going to be talking about women in leadership, autism, ADHD and dyslexia. A lot of people have been asking me how comes I'm touching on this subject. So over the last couple of weeks, we've had quite a lot of focus. And that's purely because I work with high risk girls and boys. And at the moment, a lot of our high risk teenagers also have learning differences. So I'm having to learn quite a lot. I'm having to re-study quite a bit. I've just got my autism awareness training done over the weekend, so I'm really excited. But I kind of wanted to find people to inspire them because I feel like some of them are really struggling, especially at the moment, and they can't kind of see anyone that looks like them at their age going through what they're going through. So you've done amazing, I have to say. You've done absolutely amazing. I mean, that book is just... It touches on so much great parts. Just going to ask you a little bit about yourself, really. Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm autistic, dyslexic, dyspraxic. Growing up, I had lots of difficulties with people not understanding my differences. And I thought that I was alone in that. Yeah. And later, when I got my diagnoses, I found that a lot of people had the exact same story. Right, right. Um, and that I wasn't as alone as I thought I was. Yeah. And I found that a lot of people were going through what I was going through, but didn't have the information that I now had coming out the other end of it. Yeah, of course. It's that information that can really change things. Like if you're able to get your diagnosis, that changes the way you handle certain situations. Yeah. I'd known that I was autistic back when I was being bullied for being different and being weird and not fitting in. Yeah. I different things to the teachers I would have articulated myself in a different way yeah and yeah. so I decided to kind of write my book a spectrum girl survival guide giving all those tips and tricks that I wish I had known when I'd grown up yeah it's here. <laughs> of course the quantum leap mentoring yeah so that's how it all started I decided to write my website um quantum leap just to have advice on there and to give teachers advice, but it's actually designed for students. Right, right. And you started that at 13? Yes. Wow. I mean, was you worried about starting that or did you feel like if you didn't, no one else would? Or was you searching for information that you just couldn't find? Well, I was searching for information and I found that a lot of it was geared towards the parents. So I was being bullied because of my um, autism. And I went online to find autism-related bullying advice. Okay. And stuff like, oh, tell your autistic child that it'll be okay and give this support to your autistic child. And that resource, I'm sure, is helpful, but it's not yeah. helpful to me because I didn't know how to apply that. Like, do I just say that to myself? Is that how yeah. I use information? Yeah. yeah. I decided to start a website that kind of catered for autistic and children with learning differences and information for them, not for their parents yeah yeah and how 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 has that been it, it i mean it must be such a help to so many young people yeah at first i didn't think it would really come to anything but very quickly um i had people emailing me and telling me how their website 
my website had changed their life. I had people emailing me saying that they'd gotten diagnosed with learning differences that they didn't know they had, but that they'd had the symptoms their whole life and it had completely changed their perspective and given them a new kind of self-worth because when you're beating yourself up and getting frustrated at yourself for something like spelling mistake, and then all of a sudden you find out, oh, I'm dyslexic and it's, it's fine that I'm making these mistakes. It's just the way my brain works. Yeah. It changes your outlook on it and you're no longer as upset at yourself and frustrated. You're more like, okay, how do I handle this challenge? Of course. People were telling me that their quality of life had improved because now they were no longer so upset at, at themselves and other people were contacting me and saying you know can you give me some advice it's why I do what I do because I, I want to have that positive impact on the community most definitely now when you was growing up did you feel different was there things that you were doing that maybe your family was worried about but actually later on as you said when you was diagnosed you then realized yeah so being autistic dyslexic dyspraxic and having ADHD Pretty much everything I did was different. It kind of like, it was it was encapsulated under one learning difference or another. Like the way I performed in school was different. My teachers would say, you know, she's smart. Like she's got an advanced vocabulary. Yeah. And, you know, when she writes pieces in like creative writing, there's a lot of kind of like nuance and the descriptions are really good, but the spelling is atrocious and the punctuation is atrocious. Okay, okay. They were like, I, we don't understand. And the teachers were so confused by it that the only way they could explain it is, oh, she's lazy. She just doesn't care about the spelling. And so she purposely misspells stuff because she's just like, and it, it was very hurtful because from my perspective, I was trying really, really, really hard. Like I would wake up every morning and practice my spelling like test vocabulary and I would like work 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 towards like memorizing these different spellings and then I'd come in and get a low score when other kids didn't have to do any practice and just immediately aced it yeah yeah applying those those words a word that I'd gotten correct in the test I'd misspell like four different ways yeah the essay that I'd written and teachers were just like, well, she knew how to spell it on this spelling test. And so it's just laziness. And it really frustrated me because I've been working so hard. And my mom understood that it wasn't laziness. Yeah. A lot of my school reports were very kind of hurtful towards me. And they really put me down because I just felt so misunderstood. Yeah. So how did you, because I know, I know there's a question further down. And because I kind of want to let it flow for you. How did you build up the confidence to talk about your learning differences? It was a process. You know, when I was first diagnosed, my first diagnosis was with dyspraxia. Yeah. And I immediately wanted to tell everyone I knew that I had dyspraxia. Because people, dyspraxia is like a motor coordination disorder, so it makes you clumsy. But it can also make you kind of disorganized. And so I was the kind of kid who would do the homework, but not hand it in. And then say to the teacher, I've done it. I just haven't brought it. And they would always like think I was lying. And so to be able to say to them, well, actually I have dyspraxia. Like this is something that happens. A lot of people have this experience. I felt like I was now believed for it. Wow. At school, I was atrocious in um, PE classes. I was always the last to get picked for all the different like activities. And um, really embarrassing things would happen. Like I was, um, I was very tall. I was the tallest in my class. And so 
I remember a new sport teacher came and she thought that I was going to be really good at netball because I was so tall. And so she gave me like a star position in a match that we had to do for my whole school. And they were so upset with me because they were like, yeah, it was all you. And it was so embarrassing. But then when I was able to tell everyone, look, I've got this condition that makes me really clumsy. I felt like I wasn't being misunderstood in the same way. And so it's kind of that confidence when you now realize that you have the ability to kind of change people's perceptions of you. Definitely. Change people from thinking like oh you're lazy to you've got dyslexia yeah because that that is something I suppose that I've talked about over the last couple of weeks and it's also something that a few of my young people struggle with and they're not sure whether they should say because are people going to still treat them differently or should they build the confidence up to say but it sounds like like what you said it's actually an answer to the things that you may or may not be doing right or wrong at that time yeah and a lot of people do understand it like especially with learning differences like um dyslexia people know what that is it's so mainstream if you're able to say to someone hey like don't laugh at me because i misspelled like there i'm dyslexic that's immediately going to change the way they view it wow have you got any tips for young people around building their confidence? Well, with autistic individuals in particular, you've just got to really learn to understand your learning difference or your um, your difference in general. When you first get diagnosed, they kind of tell you some common challenges that people in the community might have, but some of them may not fit your particular situation. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to figure out exactly what you have and exactly how to overcome it. For instance, like with my autism, I really struggle to be in loud, crowded environments. And when I'm in those environments, I don't look as confident because I've got a lot of anxiety. Okay. But it's just because of the, the stress that, that comes with it. And so when I'm able to kind of control my environment and decide where I want to be or what times, for instance, so recently I've kind of changed my school schedule so that I don't have to worry about certain traffic and all that that kind of stresses me out and then I'm so much more confident when I'm there in that environment because I haven't had to go through that kind of stressful situation and so stuff like that can really completely change your day and that's something that you have to take into consideration yeah and what about any tips for friends family as in support wise I would say um just listen to um the person that you're trying to support there's a lot of misunderstanding that comes with some teachers who mean well who will say oh I've got an autistic student in my class and I had an autistic student last year and so I'm just going to do exactly what I did with that other student with this student but what they don't realize is we all have very different challenges with our sensory processing disorder there are some people who don't mind bright lights and sounds and they're actually not as sensitive to them, whereas there are other people who are super sensitive to them. And so if you were to make the same adjustments for you know, someone who isn't bothered by it to someone who is bothered by it, like it, it would really affect the classroom environment. But if you were to talk to both of them and say, hey, what do you need? Then you're able to accommodate them better. Definitely. I think that's a good point that the point that you've made is whether it's autism, ADHD, or dyslexia, everyone actually takes on different parts of that. And there's, there, there's so many different, as you said, doctors will always or whoever diagnoses you will give you the common ones. But actually, there's many that you might have that someone else doesn't have. And I think that's kind of important, an important point that you've just made. What is your favourite part of this book? I mean, this book covers so much from relationships to dating to how you feel. How long did it take for you to actually, have you been thinking about doing this book for a long period of time? 
and just piecing bits together based on your own experiences? Yeah. When I first started my website, I actually thought like this would be best in book form, but I was a nobody then. And so I knew that that wasn't a possibility. And so I did my website instead, but I'd been thinking about it for a while. And then Jessica Kingsley reached out to me and they said, you know, we would if you could write a book and, you know, work with us and we'll publish it for you. And then from there, um, I was in year 12 wow. and I had to, you know, manage my A-levels and all of that with also writing the book. And I got a lot done during Christmas holidays. And okay. Like kind of wrap it up and finish it. And now it's now it's all, all done. And I'm really proud of it. And I'm really happy that it is what it is. I know. And I mean, what kind of response have you had? Overall, I've had a very positive response. And it's been surprising because I thought that it was going to be very niche, very like, teen autistic girls but now i've had people i've had like neurotypical men contact me and say this is a great book which i absolutely wasn't expecting people who don't really fit the demographic it's designed for but i i don't care if you are able to take something away that's positive from the book then buy it and read it i think you're right because obviously during the lockdown we've been looking for books and not just learning but things that can actually help motivate our young people and i saw this book and i thought let me just get one or two and then I got it and started reading it. And I've learned so much just about my own young people and how even I can do things differently based on some of the things that you've spoken about. So, and you know, I don't have a learning difference, but I do believe that if most of us picked up this, if we have someone within our family or our friendship group, I think we'd all have something to learn from that. So that book's amazing. Yeah. And you have so, you have quite a few people who are here saying that they just finished it, they purchased it as soon as they as soon as it came out. So they, I mean, we can go through some of those um, near the end. I've seen that it's a it's now a bestseller on Amazon. How that make you feel? I was really surprised. I wasn't expecting that, and I was really happy when it happened, especially during you know this pandemic. Yeah, I thought that you know people were just going to be focusing on different things, and that it wasn't really going to gain much traction. But yeah. the fact I'm still is um, really happy about it. Did you have? Because I'm sure you did. Did you have lots of events and workshops and stuff to do over the last? few weeks that have been cancelled or postponed yeah so i actually had to cancel my book launch oh yeah so i've got like a, a, a massive box of books in my living room right now that i wasn't able to sell at my book launch um i was really excited about doing it it was at city hall oh lovely powerful place yeah i um in the chamber where you know sadiq khan has his meetings and i was really excited about it but i completely understand how it made sense to cancel it and it was for the safety of everyone who would have attended. Definitely. And I'm sure you're going to do it once this is over. I'm totally sure. And if not, you can do one online. Yeah, people are doing a lot of like different Zoom conferences and stuff and I have to see how I can set something up. Definitely. So is this your first Insta in interview? Yeah, I've never done an Instagram live interview before. So how are you feeling about it now? I thought it was going to be like scarier. I, I, I never really do stuff that's live. It really kind of stresses me out. Not that I make lots of mistakes when people when things are pre-recorded, but I just if something were to happen. Like you can easily just cut it out. Yeah, of course. But it's been really great. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Good. Now, is there anything that you would like to let anyone know about that we haven't touched on? I would just say that, you know, it's important to just be kind to people in general and people who are different to you if you see someone who's 
you know, being ostracized or maybe being bullied because they're different, just stand up for them and be friends with them and just be kind. Because that was another one of your, you had a campaign, didn't you? Yeah, I had an Always Be Kind campaign with um, the Diana Award. Um, and <laughs> How did that come about? Yeah, so I'd been bullied um, a lot throughout my secondary school experience. Um, it was very difficult because sometimes the teachers would also say things that were kind of discriminatory. So they would say to me, like, why are you so weird? They're bullying you for a reason. You know, you should try to fit in. And that was damaging to me because I was really trying to fit in. And I was being bullied because I was kind of putting myself out there and trying to fit into a group that, and trying to kind of pretend to be neurotypical in order to fit in. And they could just see that there was something that was fake about that. And so I... Um, it was just, it was difficult, but it was also something that was very unique to disability-related bullying. Yeah. And so I wanted to join the Diana Award just to kind of raise awareness for that. Yeah. My Always Be Kind campaign was aimed just generally towards bullying, but also towards like disability bullying. And it involves, you know, going out to um, maybe a landmark or just a nice place or maybe a restaurant. It can be anywhere and just say, and just caption the photo with Always Be Kind. So, through the messages you can be kind anywhere amazing it's amazing amazing so you've got loads of comments in here so amy is saying that she got it as soon as it came out you've got loads of messages saying well done you're getting through it must have been very challenging we need to change the way we teach oh, everyone's saying you're so sweet and humble <laughs> asperger's growth is saying great to see you on insta just finishing listening up on your book Sophia saying she loves it you've got so many lovely lovely messages so Sienna, are you selling the books from home or are you hoping that they'll just go offline? So you can get it at Waterstones, um, you can get it on Amazon, but I'm also selling it um, from my website. Okay, lovely. So, and Sienna, do you want to give out your website details? Yeah, so I've got my QL mentoring website and then also if you look up um, the Spectrum Girls Survival Guide, there's another website that I have in which I sell badges and i also sell my book oh badges as well what do the badges say i'm getting a new shipment um some of them are out of stock but i have one that says i support neurodiversity okay now i know that some of our some of the listeners over the last few weeks we talked about being uh, neurodivergent and some of them it was new so do you want to explain what that means so neurodiverse is just thinking differently from the norm. So having maybe dyslexia, dyspraxia, um, autism, ADHD. Um, the opposite of that would be to be neurotypical, which is to not have any of those differences. Okay, lovely. Now, you've got some questions here. So are you wanting to pursue a career in writing? I mean, probably <laughs> not. I have a place at Imperial to study material science. I'm very kind of STEM focused. And so I would love to have a career in material science or in physics. But if the opportunity arose to write another book, I think I would happily do that. I think you should definitely think about it. And Michelle's saying, do you go into schools to give talks? <clears throat> or will you be? Yeah, I'm not doing that now because of the coronavirus, but I have done that in the past. I've given a few different talks, some like inspirational and some just focusing more on what neurodiversity is. Amazing. Do you feel that writing and being so involved in helping other people has helped you to combat your own dips in confidence and anxiety? It's been at the very beginning. I had a kind of experience where 
the work I was doing was causing me quite a bit of anxiety. I'd have to go in and do speeches and that wasn't something I was super confident in doing. But then there was kind of this turning point where things just changed and I was able to go in and give talks and have very little anxiety about it because I'd just been exposed to so much of that in the before. And so now I'm way more confident than I was in the beginning. I remember I had um, this Fitbit on before I gave my first talk and it was a talk in front of like four people and my Fitbit like heart rate was like 110 like beats per minute. And I thought I was gonna like pass out, it was so high. And now um, same Fitbit, I can go on and like give a talk in front of like 200 people and it's just like normal heart rate, which I'm, I'm really happy to have gotten to that point and not have that same level of just anxiety. Yeah, of course. Okay. How does visual processing impact someone with ASD? With me and my like sensory processing disorder, I'm sensitive to bright lights. And so um, sometimes I will get a headache from that and it'll, and then you're not really able to focus much. And other times if it's like really bright, I just have to like close my eyes or squint through it, which can be very unpleasant. And so now wherever I go, I always carry a pair of sunglasses and sometimes I'll wear them indoors and get kind of judged for that. But it's better than bumping into stuff because you can't open your eyes. No, definitely. Wow. Does diascula fall under the umbrella? Yeah, so dyscalculia, um, which is just like a, it's basic, people describe it as dyslexia for numbers. Okay. Um, I guess it does fall under, it does fall under the umbrella of like neurodiversity. So did you say it's dyslexia but with numbers? That's how it's commonly described. It's okay. kind of, yeah, it, it's just kind of getting your numbers in the wrong order sometimes and just tr struggling with like mental math. And there, it can it affects you in a few different ways, but yeah. Okay. So Sienna, for anyone who's just joined us, let them know where they can come and find out about what you're up to. So you can find out what I'm up to on my Twitter, QR Mentoring, um, on my Instagram, which is also QR Mentoring, or by looking up my book, The Spectrum Girls Survival Guide. We have done all of the questions. Is there anything that you would like to add? Like anything that you've got possibly in, the, in motion for planning? Or can people contact you if they want you to come into their school? Can they contact you by email or just go onto your website and contact you if they're interested in you coming down to their school or college? Yeah, so you can contact me on my Instagram, my Twitter, or through my website if you want to ask me a question about learning differences or any kind of experience in general, or if you want me to run an event fantastico and i'm excited to have had you here first that's made me very happy because i mean i'm not sure that everyone's read the bio about you but you're 17 you know that's like a nice young tender age and obviously setting up your website at 13 so that's an amazing achievement which is why young women in leadership was a good good title for this evening so you've done amazing really really proud of you I know you don't know me, just met me today. <laughs> but I'm really, really proud of you. And I think you are definitely going to inspire and motivate so many other young people. Um, you. And their families are going to get so much from you and your book. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking to you. And thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Please have a good rest of the evening. You too.
How amazing and inspiring is Sienna? We wish her well. Make sure you keep up with Sienna's journey at QL Mentoring on Instagram and on Twitter. QL Mentoring, which is Quantum Leap Mentoring. Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at Jenny underscore Lioness at Project Yana 17 on Instagram at Jenny Steel Foundation at Official Jenny Steele. The Teen Inspiration Lounge is sponsored by Juvenis. You can find out more about Juvenis and Project Yana at juvenis.org.uk. Jenny Steele, Jenny with an I, steele.co.uk.